Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I, I was looking at the texts for this Sunday, and uh, I was trying to find a way to best prepare us for what's coming, and that is the season of Lent. Believe it or not, it's coming very quickly, and I'm only aware of that because I have to be, right? But you all should be aware of it too, right? We all should be uh, cognizant of the fact that Lent is on its way. In fact, next weekend is the Transfiguration, and then several days, like just a couple days after that is Ash Wednesday. It's coming, y'all. It's, it's on its way, okay? So I was thinking, what's the best way to prepare us? Because with the three-year lectionary, it's one of those things where you get to transfiguration and then boom, you're in Lent and you might not even realize it. You don't even know what hits you and you haven't even thought about, well, what am I going to do this Lent? Am I going to give something up? You know, if if you do that, am I going to try and uh, read my Bible more? Am I going to try and pray more? But by the time you get to Ash Wednesday, sometimes it can be like January 1st, right? Where January 1st comes and you go, Oh, oh, oh yeah, I, I think I'd like to do this, but there's no planning, no preparation, nothing really in place to say, this is how I'm going to get it done, right? So we see from um, our text from 1 Corinthians chapter 9 that Paul gives us a good idea about how we should view this life, not just preparing for Lent, but how to view the Christian life, right? He's saying that in this life, do you not know that all that do you not know that in a race all 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 the the all the 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 runners compete but only one but only one only one receives the prize so run that you may obtain it right that you may win yeah that every athlete exercises self-control in all things they do it to they do it to to receive a perishable wreath but we that what but we that does not perish right so i do not run so he says so i do not run not knowing where i'm going right i do not box as one who's trying to flay who's as one who's trying to flay flay the air, right? Because when you run without a direction, you might not know where you're going to wind up. And when you're punching the air, that's a lot easier because the air doesn't punch back, right? He's not just playing around. He disciplines, he disciplines his body and he keeps it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Now we look at this and... I use this sort of connection loosely because I don't follow these things very well. But we all know there's a big game coming up, right? But you probably don't care because it's not your team, right? (laughs) A big game, the Super Bowl is coming, right? Think about those guys, what they have to do to train, to be ready, to be on top of that game. But think about what they're playing for, yeah? It's the same thing. What are they playing for? They're playing for a trophy, yeah? It's a coveted trophy. But that trophy will pass away, just like everything else, right? 
any trophy, any sort of prize we would run for, that we would race for, that we would compete for, that we would do all we could do to get, that will pass away. But what does not pass away is that crown of life that God promises to you. He says as much in um, Revelation, he says, be faithful unto death and I will give you, and I will give you the crown of life. So if you see guys training themselves, beating themselves up, getting down to the exact degree to what they have to do to make it work, to win that trophy, how much more should you work to make sure that you are blessed, but not in the way that the world thinks, right? I'm not talking about works. I'm not talking about works, works righteousness here. I'm not talking about getting salvation because you worked hard enough, because you're smart enough and you're good enough and all these things. That's not the case. Paul knew this well. He knew that by God's grace, he was saved. And so do we. And yet there's kind of a paradox there because the sinful flesh wants to take that grace and say, now that I've got that grace, I'm good. I don't have to do anything. I can just sit back and relax. But why is it that Paul talks about this race? I think because he agrees with St. Peter when he says, be careful, be sober, right? Be on your watch because the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion seeking whom he will devour. Resist him firm in, in, in your faith, right? That though you are saved by grace, sometimes you gotta run, right? Sometimes the lion is on your back. Sometimes Satan is coming after you and you can't be lacking in shape, right? You can't be winded, right? You have to stay on top of things, right? And that's just the part of being in this sinful flesh, the sinful flesh that drags us down, that wants us to say, hey, it's okay, I can just relax. You know, I, I don't have to read my Bible. I can just turn on the TV. I'll read my Bible tomorrow. I'll pray about that tomorrow. I'll do that thing later, right? But the thing is, is that today is the most important day, right? Today is the most important day for us to do what needs to be done because God has saved us and granted us salvation today, right? Not tomorrow, not next week. He has given you salvation today. That urgency is there, right? So there's a question. With Lent coming, and thankfully we celebrate the church here in that we have these cycles and seasons where we are given this great opportunity to practice certain things with our faith that we don't normally practice throughout different parts of, 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 of the church year. You know, Lent comes, and it's a time for us to discipline ourselves, maybe to give something up, maybe to fast, maybe to pray more, maybe to read your Bible more, maybe to do those things that would draw you closer to God, because we are in a daily battle with our flesh. We need to pray. We need to read our Bibles. We need to come to church, right? We need to do these things, not because they... Not, not because, because of doing them 
in us doing them, we are saved. But because they give us strength, right? They give us strength. We know that we are saved by grace through faith, but it's by God's word that we know these things. So you have to ask yourself, how is your training in godliness? How are you doing? Are you getting your reps in? Are you doing your laps, right? Are you reading, are you reading your Bible at least somewhat, right? Are you praying? These are things that maybe uh, we don't like to ask ourselves because if we looked at it closely, we'd say, wow, I'm, I'm not quite where I should be. I'm not quite doing what I ought to do, especially because um, I'm going through a hard time right now. Or, you know, something like that. Or somebody else is going through a hard time and, and I, I, I'm just not in the word enough. So you have to ask yourself, are you, are you doing as Paul says not to do? Are you running with no goal in sight? Are you just kind of like running around, going from here and there? Are you boxing as one who beats, who beats, who beats the air? Or are you pointed? Do you know what you need to do? Do you know who you need to pray for? Do you know what scripture would help you in this time? Right? All these things are good for us. Are you, disciplining, are you disciplining your body and soul so you won't be, so you won't be, be disqualified? You may say, well, I, I mean, the sports, sports analogy kind of doesn't carry over, but it's one of those things. We think in this world that if we take care of our bodies, everything will be okay. There's a lot of people who have like, who focus on, on their health, and whether or not their body is doing well. And we do that sometimes to the detriment of our soul. But St. Paul says to Timothy, um, he says that he should exercise himself toward godliness. For bodily exercises profits some, but godliness is profitable for all things having promise of the life that now is and of that and of that which is to come that this world is not is not the end all the world to come is what we strive for so what are you doing right these are just questions i'm going to let you think about let you ponder how am i doing how am i doing with prayer how am I doing with scripture? How is my spiritual diet, right? Do you ever think about it that in those terms? How often do you go to your doctor and they're making sure that you're, that you're, uh, that you're not having too much carbs, too much fats, whatever the case may be? Ask yourself, am I bringing in something into my life that maybe is not so good for me? Again, do I watch more TV or play around on, 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 on my phone more than I pray or read my Bible? I'm guilty of that sometimes, right? I'm on my phone more often than I ought to be. I should open my Bible more often than I should, right? And if I'm a pastor and I have that problem, guys, I know that you're having a struggle as well, okay? I know. It's a struggle, but you ask yourselves these things. Are you controlled by the things that surround you? Or do you practice that self-control? 
that discipline, that is a fruit of, of, of the Holy Spirit. Self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. Do you practice that? Do you pay attention to those promptings when you say, oh, I should pray about that? Do you put everything aside and say, I'm going to pray right now and do that? Make it happen. It's all these things that is wrestling with this flesh. We wrestle with this flesh in this life, and it can get tiring, right? Sometimes you just can't help it, and you say, I'm done with today. My willpower is just depleted. I've got to sit down, and I've got to rest. Good. We should rest. We're not made to just go and go and go. The Sabbath is a real thing, right? We, we should rest in Christ, in what he has promised, right? That's why you're here today, right? That's why you're here today, to rest, to sit back, to relax. Not too much, but to relax and hear God's word proclaimed to you so that you can rest in his promises and know that Christ has died for you. He loves you. He has shed his blood for you. And hearing his word, you also know that that word has been tied to great things like the sacraments, that in holy baptism, you are not only washed clean of, of, of your sins, but now you are as is dressed for, for that race that God has set you on. He has clothed you with, with the, the righteousness that Christ grants to you. He has clothed you with his grace so that you can run that race. And when you get tired and when you get hungry spiritually, you come here and you are fed the body and blood of Christ to nourish you, to strengthen you, to tell you that your sins are forgiven. All of them, they're forgiven for the sake of Christ so that you can get up and get back to it with God's grace. Because if it was up to you, you would collapse. You would fall. You typically do. We all do. But we know that God gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he grants strength. That even youths shall faint and be and be and and be and be and be weary. And young men shall fall exhausted, but they who wait for the Lord shall, shall, excuse me, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings, with wings like eagles. They shall run and not, and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So knowing this, Knowing the strength that God grants, knowing the grace that he gives freely, how will you run? How will you compete? How will you focus your time, your talents, your treasures, all that God has given you to do the things he has called you to do? To give glory to him by doing the things that he has called you to do in faith. Think about Think about these things. And if you need help, 
And you say, Pastor, I just don't know where to start. We can work on that. Consider me your coach, I suppose. Not a life coach, but a spiritual coach in a way to say, Pastor, I just don't know where to start. And I'll say, all right, let's get your reps in with this verse and this prayer and things like that, right? We're all in this together. We as the body of Christ must strive together. And we do it because God grants us that strength and that grace. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.